America's Funniest Home Videos. Now, note that the word funniest is in our title. Funniest backwards is see enough. And you can't see enough of our clips. But now you've got a pretty good idea of how our show works. You send in your videos. We show them to millions of people. Your friends are thrilled. Your family is proud. We all have a good laugh. And I go home to my wife. God, I love this country. This is It Was a Thing on TV. It's a... Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the dregs of humanity. Episode 237, submission number 1657, Monday Night Football. Wait for it. A.K.A. the How I Met Your Mother Super Bowl episode. Yep. Monday Night Football was an episode of How I Met Your Mother that aired on CBS the night of February 5th. 2007 well guys this episode when i put this on the schedule was not intended to be timely like the jeopardy episode last year but there are two circumstances well actually three that make it fitting for this week but the first we gotta acknowledge right now and we alluded to it at the beginning of the show the recent passing of bob saget yeah we lost a legend Nobody will ever replace him. He was our dad. Oh, yeah. I mean, Danny Tanner on Full House for eight seasons and also America's Funniest Home Videos. Now, let's be clear. I put in the opening the one clip from America's Funniest Home Videos that uh, Mikey really liked and told me in the pre-show. But that was from the um, – because the America's Funniest Home Videos YouTube channel actually posted right after Bob passed away. Yeah, 12 hours of episodes from the first season of America's Funniest Home Videos. And I gotta say, having not seen those episodes since I was six, they still hold up. Very much so. They're classic. I mean, I think after a certain period of time, you just had, for lack of a better phrase, a bunch of nutshot videos, if you will. You had kids playing uh, wiffle ball or t-ball and they smack the ball and where does it go? It's like magnetically attracted to the dad's crotch. It seems like there is a proliferation of those types of videos after a very short while. But yeah, the first season, they were actually true non-staged home videos. Especially one of my all-time favorite videos, the pushing a rock video with the dog pushing a rock. With Bob narrating the dog's thoughts as he's pushing a rock, which is basically 
Pushing a rock, pushing a rock, pushing a rock, turn it around, pushing a rock. Through the advancement of electronic science, we are able pushing to hear this dog's thoughts. Pushing a rock, pushing a rock, pushing a rock, turning around, turning around, pushing a rock, 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 turning around, pushing a rock. The beauty of the first season of America's Funniest Home Videos and the second and the third, and I want to say about halfway through the third, it was basically like, what would happen if you took the far side and turned it into a live action show? Except without the anthropomorphic cows. But also, of course, we all know Bob was the narrator for the very show that we're about to talk about. How I Met Your Mother, which recently, Chico, got a spinoff on Hulu, and it's airing right now. Mm-hmm. How I Met Your Father, with Hillary Duff as the lead and Kim Cattrall as future Hillary Duff. Oh, yeah, baby. And I've watched the show. I can oh. see it and hear it. Oh, yeah, I can definitely see Kim Cattrall as older Hillary Duff, yes. It definitely makes sense. Makes more sense than Josh Radner becoming Bob Saget. Right? Yeah, I know. Well, we only heard the voice. We didn't actually see him in the future until the last episode. Where somehow he became himself? Okay. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, they didn't even, you know, sort of fudge with the voice a bit. I mean, come on, at least fudge with the voice. Oh, well. But, hey. We also got the Super Bowl coming up right now. And hey, in How I Met Your Mother's second season, it just so happened in 2007 that CBS was airing the Super Bowl. Yep. And they pretty much pulled out all the stops to uh, get people to watch both the Super Bowl and season two of How I Met Your Mother. I mean, season two is basically when... How I Met Your Mother sort of embraced its uh, viral mentality. I see it right by, we'll explain it later, but yeah, I see it in Chico's Zoom background. But really, I think the moment that I think captures the second season is the Robin Sparkles Let's Go to the Mall music video. Mm-hmm. Where the entire episode is basically teasing that <laughs> where Robin allegedly did a porn video and then when no, it's Robin didn't do a porn video she was married that's the joke between both Ted and Barney oh that's right Ted thought she was married in Canada and while Bar- Barney thought it was porn yeah because that's the way Barney thinks and then when his we... mind immediately goes to porn. Yeah, and then when we finally see the video, it's just like it's what? better than both of them combined and magnified. Oh yes, isn't that the episode that gives birth to the slot bet, which is a future entry? Yes, sir, it is. Yeah, one day we'll talk about the entire history of the slot bet, but that's another story for another day. Just like everything on this show, which is the longest story in the history of mankind, where Ted Mosby's future kids in 2030 have to be bored out of their damn minds. Yeah. One of them was bored right onto Disney Plus. But I'm tish. Wh- which one is that? 
Lindsay Fonseca, the daughter. What's she, she on? She's on Turner and Hooch. Oh, well, isn't that fitting? Because Josh Peck is on How I Met Your Father. I won't spoil it, but he does appear in episode three, the latest episode that's just aired on Hulu of How I Met Your Father. But yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, future Greg. All right. Let's discuss this episode right now. Okay. So it begins, as most episodes do, in the year 2030. And in this particular episode, they're talking about the holidays. But there was Ted's favorite holiday, Super Bowl Sunday. And of course, we talk about the big game of 2007. Ted is delegating all of the uh, responsibilities and tells Barty basically to um, curb his gambling problem, which he admits is like, I don't have a problem with gambling. No, it's not like gambling is going to be like a big thing in like 14, 15 years. Am I right? Because it is a big thing in 14 or 15 years. They just legalized it. But, oh, they cannot wait for this Super Bowl, the party. It's going to be so magnificent. And then, oh, something's happening tomorrow night. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mark died. Oh, no. Wait, oh. And I think I speak for everyone when I say, who the hell is Mark? Mike, do you know who the hell Mark is? I have the foggiest idea. I don't know. Hmm. Well, it can't be Mark Summers. He's very much alive. Mark Summers is very much with us. Mark Spitz? Mark Spitz? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe Mark he... Messier? No, if it was Mark Messier, I would have known about it. Oh, I think, hold on a second. Speaking of Mark Messier, I think, hold on. I think tonight is Hendrick Lundquist's jersey retirement. Yeah! Tonight is Henrik. Congrats, King Henrik, on getting your jersey retired by the Rangers tonight. Golf clap. Golf clap. So, Ted and everybody are like, wait, who's Mark? Who's Mark? No, I don't know. Nobody knows who Mark is. So, Louis figures, I think we should go to the funeral, right? But tomorrow is the Super Bowl. So they don't know Mark, but hey, they can just send flowers and that'll be fine, right? Yeah, don't tell that to Carl, who for some reason in this episode has a mustache. Hey, I got a question before we move on. The funeral was going to be during the Super Bowl? Yeah. Who has ever had a funeral on a Sunday, especially a Sunday evening? Just throwing that out there. I mean, I've been to a handful of funerals in my life. Never have I gone to one on Sunday. I mean, unless it's, you know, with all due respect to the Jewish faith, you know, they need to bury their dead before sundown. That's the only circumstance I could see them doing a funeral on a Sunday. Well, it's New York City. What do you expect? New York City? New York City? New York City! New York City! Carl, by the way, played by Joe Nevis. Okay. They're coming to the funeral, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're totally coming to the funeral. Oh, crap. 
By the way, I should probably mention the mustache. NG, no good. No. No, horrible. So fast forward to 4.30 on Sunday. Everybody's getting ready for the funeral. And uh, Ted and Marshall are basically praying to the DVR gods that, well, the DVR works. And if it's anything like my DVR, it only works like about 75-80% of the time. And by the way, if this doesn't work, we will take you in the alley and destroy you with baseball bats. Oh, but Borny, he's dressed he's not as... in a suit. He's no, he's in, he's in normal he's in clothes. Normal people clothes. Normal people clothes. Barney's usually in a suit. Why is he wearing normal people clothes? And why does he call his bookie? You know what? We're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about the lack of a suit here. Suits are full of joy. They are the sartorial version of a baby's smile. Suits are for the living. That's why when he's going to die, he's going out of the world the same way he came in. Buck naked. Yeah, open bar for the guys, open casket for the ladies. Love it. <laughs> he tries to give a high five. No one wants to take it except Marshall. It's like a low high five. Like, no. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> so anyway, we're at 545. We're at the uh, funeral. We get to see everybody getting to see Mark. And... Oh, that Mark! Oh, Mark! Ah! Oh, very sad. And then they're all like, oh, yeah, oh. Mark. Hmm. Oh. Lori's like, such a waste. And Barry's like, yeah, I know, so young. <laughs> and he's like, boarding the suit. He's boarding the suit that Mark is wearing. In the it's a Dol- in Barney's defense, it was a Dolce and Gabbana. Dolce Gabbana. Yeah, I mean that's money. Seriously, I that's mean, not like something you can just go to. That's not the Penny. warehouse. I mean, yeah, on. that's not that's not something you just go to J.C. Penny or Sears and buy off the rack. No, that's not Joseph A. Bank where you could get like a handful of them for like ten bucks. Ten bucks? How about that? Now, only at Joseph A. Bank. I think that's the first advertisement we've had on the podcast. That very may well be a future entry. I don't know. Joseph A. Bank? Have you seen those commercials? Well, if we're going to have Joseph A. Bank, can we have the Men's Warehouse commercials, too? Yes. I think we could do one giant show about that. Yeah. But yeah, Joseph A. Bank was great. Buy one shirt, get 14 free. And you know, men's warehouse, let's be honest. Alan Coulter did it a lot better. Alan said to me, uh, if you have a little time tonight, Dave, I have something I would like to talk about. And, you know, Alan, we do have a little time. So go ahead, take it away, Alan. Whatever's on your mind, go ahead. Well, thank you, Gomer. Appreciate that. (laughs) You've all heard by now that the men's warehouse canned that bearded stooge, George Zimmer. After three decades, they finally realized that sex sells, and they quickly contacted Big Red. (laughs) That's right, America. You're looking at the new face of Men's Warehouse. Here's a sneak preview. Enjoy. On your wedding day, it's all about the bride, her dress, her flowers, her hair. But while everyone is looking at her, she'll be looking at me. And although there's a father of the bride, She'll be calling me 
daddy. I guarantee it. Remind me not to do that again. Robin figures, okay, we can make an appearance at the open bar at the wake, and then we'll be back for the game. And guess what? They're at McLaren's, and they're just stuck there. They can't leave. It's 2.30 a.m. It's 2.30 a.m. on a Monday morning. I'm pretty sure all of these people have to work. So they're like, oh, I guess we're not going to find out who won the Super Bowl. Because remember, guys, it's 2007. Nobody has a smartphone. Well, not true. Barney has a smartphone. Well, not a smartphone. He was literally talking to his bookie. He's looking at it right now. Well, maybe his bookie texted him. Maybe he has those ESPN mobile services. (laughs) Remember mobile ESPN? Yes. Yes, I do. That's the first time I think I've mentioned in like 15 years mobile ESPN. That'll be on a spinoff podcast. It was a thing on your cell phone. But Ted's like, okay, think of all the times we've had watching this game. And then we flash back to all the times that they all sat to watch the Super Bowl. So we're watching. Ted's making a drinking game out of, well, doing anything. Yeah, they're watching Super Bowl 37. And Ted's like, oh, this is so great. All of us watching the Super Bowl. This is special. Hey, let's do this every year. Please promise me. Louis and Marshall are like, okay, sure. And then we go the next year, Super Bowl 38. And Ted's like, oh, this is so great, this tradition watching the game together. How did it all start? And then, oh. Oh, no. Hashtag start of darkness. Hey, Barney, I bet you 20 bucks in case you misses this field goal. I don't bet. Betting's for suckers. We'll make it like a dollar or something, you know? Who cares? No big deal. Fine. Oh. Ah. See, there you go. He made it. He win. Wait, this is mine? Just like that? God, that feels good. No, that feels really good. What else can we bet on? Nothing. It's, it's a halftime show. Ugh, so lame. Nobody even pays attention. I mean, Janet Jackson, who cares? And then... Marshall wagers a dollar, and Barney's like, I don't bet. That's for losers. But it's a dollar. Who cares? Oh, he made the field goal. Barney gets a dollar. And Barney's like, wait, I made this money? Hey, uh, tell you what, Fred. We'll play for a nickel if you want to bet. Oh, that feels good. Oh, that's great. Hey. Can I bet on something else? And Marshall's like, no, the halftime show's coming up. And Louis's like, oh, these halftime shows are so lame. Janet Jackson, who cares? And they all walk off like, who gives a crap? If only they knew. If only they knew. And then, of course, we go to the previous year of Super Bowl Forty, which, remember, would take place in the continuity of season one, which means Robin is now part of the gang. And Ted is trying to the point where he's a tryhard to hit that. Yes. But now, hold on. What's Barney going to bet? Seahawk six points for 500 bucks. Barney's gambling problem has gotten so insane over the last two years. But hold and on. then Robin's like, Seahawks, but make it four grand. Four... Make it four points and make it a grand. That is ridiculous. 
But no, Robin's loving the and, commercial. And Robin's the- basically co-opting all of the uh, jokes from the last two Super Bowls. Oh, monkey with the coconut bra? Cool. Oh, but you know what? We all know from watching these clips that they always watch the Super Bowl together. So they make a pact that tomorrow at 6, they'll go 18 hours without finding who won. Barry's like, that's impossible. Ted's like, I'm not going to lie. It's not going to be easy. But no TV, no internet, no newspapers, no nothing. Media blackout. But the tradition stays. And they're like, yeah, we're all in. Yep. So is Barney. And he wants a high five. It's like, they're still... Wake at 2.30 in the morning. Solemn low five. But okay. Older Ted says, we didn't know how hard it would be to watch the Super Bowl without finding out the result of the game. So Ted's at work doing his architect thing. Actually, he's at the apartment doing his architecture stuff. But you get the idea. And then Borny decides, oh, I'm going to chain myself to the radiator. Please swallow the key. What? That, I think that was the basis of an episode of Night Court, but it wasn't a key to a radiator. It was a key to a theater that was going to be knocked down. And I think it was Bull who swallowed the key. So he had himself chained there, no key, because Bull devoured it. So then we go to Robin, who's doing her news anchoring. And, of course, the media blackout would be hard on her, because, duh. She is the media. She is the media. So how's this going to work? Hmm. She's literally next to the sports guy. Well, at least two seats next to the sports guy, but she's like, oh, no. No, it's not time for sports. It's time for uh, weather. But we just did the weather. What's it doing out there, Lou? And he's eating a donut. donut. Eh. That's what it's doing. And it's the same thing as two minutes ago. Same donut. Same donut. Anybody want a donut? Have another donut! Have another donut! Robin, it's time for sports. (laughs) Okay. Over to you, Sid. Okay, and now we go to Marshall and Lily as Marshall's visiting Lily at her kindergarten class. By the way, did you know that Marshall was double-jointed? No, he did not know that. And apparently more interesting than Sally's one-eyed goldfish. Sally looks like she's a psycho. Oh, Trust me, kindergarten kids, no good. As is evidenced by Doug here. Doug! He starts asking questions. A lot of questions. All the questions. Oh, and Doug also knows who won the Super Bowl. Marshall doesn't want to know. And he's like, how badly do you not want to know? Oh, God, he's blackmailing him what are they teaching kids nowadays in kindergarten the art of blackmail and extortion good job this was still before the obama restoring honor and honesty to the country phase well good thing this is not virginia in 2022 am i right okay so now we go back to ted and barney here and He's like, please unlock me, Ted. I haven't gone this long without calling my bookie. It's not like your mother, Barney. No. And now Ted is going to pick up the hot wings. How is he planning on getting in and out of a sports bar? A sports bar? 
without seeing coverage of the Super Bowl. Well, he's got it all planned out. Oh, no. He placed duct tape on a pair of sunglasses so he can only see out of two tiny holes and constructed blinders out of an old Captain Crunch box. And to top it off, high-tech noise-reducing headphones that he bought when Marshall and Lily got back together, and they were doing it a lot. He calls it the Sensory Deprivator 5000. And so he goes into the bar, Ted, looking... Oh, my God! And oh, my like, God, the stupid thing works! It does! And oh, oh, no, he's checking out this waitress. Because, of course he is. Ted, you're in a committed relationship, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, but he's a man. Forgive him. And then he's just shouting, Hello, I'm Ted Mosby. I'm here to pick up the hot wings. And here is my hand. You'll find a generous tip. Please take the cash and put the wings in my hand, and I'll be on my way. And so they give him the wings. He's like, thank you. Now he just has to make it back to his apartment. And so we go back to the news station where Robin is. And she put her ears the whole time during the sports report. She has her very own sensory deprivator 5000. Am I right? Your index fingers. And so one of the staffers at the news department says, Robin, what's wrong? Well, I haven't watched the game yet. So please, for the rest of the newscast, there can't be any references to who won the game. Nothing. James the Proctor. No team names. Nothing. She's like, oh, that's nuts. I can't do that. Well, my friend Mark passed away this week. Oh, okay. There you go. Mark came oh, through in a pinch. Mark. Mark. Oh, Mark. Meanwhile, back at the uh, apartment, Mark's like, oh, wait. I can just. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, no. What, what happened? Apparently, when he handcuffed himself to the radiator, he handcuffed himself to the bit with an open end on it. So he could just flip up the handcuffs and come out. And hey. eight minutes and 23 seconds after going to the bathroom, Ted arrives. Oh, you said the sensory deprivator 5000 was stupid, but it worked. I couldn't see or hear anything that happened around me, right? And then he takes it off and is like, oh, no, Barney's disappeared. Oh, no. Where's the dipping sauce? No. 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 Think about how horrible that is. Yeah, you can't have hot wings without dipping sauce. Your mouth's going to be on fire after two. Well, it's 2007. Nobody's seen hot ones. True. Okay, we go back to the kindergarten class. And Doug's still teasing Marshall about, I know who won the Super Bowl. You said you'd stop if I ate all your crayons. And Doug's out. (laughs) No, no, no. no. Doug is in love with Miss Aldrin. (gasps) Ooh, saucy. And Marshall's like, well, you can't have Miss Aldrin. She's mine. Oh, no. Doug dropped something. Lily's like, who did this? And Doug's like... He gave him the look that says, how bad do you not want to know the score? And Doug's like, he should take a timeout. And Lily's like, 
Well, grown-ups don't get timeouts. And Doug's like, well, when us break something, we get a timeout. Uh-oh. 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 Marshall's in timeout, and he's just standing in a corner. And Doug's just looking at him like, yeah, what's up? That's a poop-eating grin if I ever saw one. I'm going to get me some Miss Aldrin later. Okay, now we go back to Robin, and here's this news report on one of the stupid bets. And after the Super Bowl, the mayor of the losing team city had to pay up, sending the mayor of the winning team city 15 pounds of a delicacy his or her city is famous for. Better fire up whatever type of grill, steamer, or fryer one might use to cook that delicacy, winning team's mayor. And funny enough, there was like a bit on board my take earlier this week about the Bengals and Titans game, how the mayor of Cincinnati and the mayor of Nashville had a stupid bet on Twitter where they talked in a stupid way on Twitter and PFT was like mocking how stupid it was. It was a stupid bet on stupid Twitter that's stupid. Yeah, it's like, hey, how about we have a friendly wager? Like, okay, well, if the Titans win, you have to wear a Bengals jersey. Well, if the Bengals win, you have to wear a Titans jersey. Ha ha ha. I guess the game's afoot. Ha 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 ha. Talking in ways that, like, normal people would not ever talk. Talking in ways that normal people would never even think of talking? Yes. Well, let's get back to the kindergarten class. Doug's like, you'll do whatever I say. Hold your breath. Marshall's not going to hold his breath. The winning team was the... Okay, here's how this is going to work. You're going to take me to three R-rated movies a week. And then Marshall got an idea, according to Older Ted. It was one that he was not proud of, but in desperate times. And what does he do? He squirts a juice pack over Doug's (laughs) pants. Not just any place over Doug's pants. The place. The place. (laughs) Now, wait a second. I want to know what type of juice it is. Because, I'm sorry, if it's like cranberry juice and it's red down there, that's like <laughs> that, a medical that emergency. A different, yeah, that presents a different brand of problems. Well, it's, yeah. cl- it's clearly a Capri Sun. We know that. Okay, well, that's clear at least. Won't leave any sort of colored stains. Uh, well, somebody wet their pants. Who's everyone going to believe? Me, a grown-up 30-year law student at Columbia. And you're just a little pants wetter. So, do you want to be able to quietly sneak off to the restroom or try off? Or am I going to have to show something for show and tell today? Ooh. Ooh, he told him. Damn, son. And Doug's like, okay, you win. And I want my money back. And your snack pack. (laughs) Gotta have the pudding. Okay. Uh, it's, that... it's called manners. I mean, come it's, on. It's called. Uh oh. Okay. This is the part that's basically worth the uh, price of admission alone here. Okay. Let's play it. Uh, sir, who won the Super Bowl? Sorry, I missed the game. You missed the game. Who won the Super Bowl? I don't really follow sports. Oh my God. Emmett Smith. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I get that a lot. You gotta tell me, who won the Super Bowl? The game was last night? 
you know, once you win two or three of those things, it's kind of like, eh. But you're Emmett Smith. You're a football player. It's Super Bowl Sunday. What could possibly be more important than football? Dance, my friend. Dance. It's true, though. And <laughs> as Barty is like yelling at the sky, no! Who's right behind him? Ted is right behind him in the sensory deprivator 5000. <laughs> That's the perfect visual right there. Barty with the epic no, and Ted walking back to the sports bar. Waiting for his dipping sauce. Walking like he's Jake the Snake Roberts at WrestleMania 7 in that. Okay. Can, can, I'd like to see that again, please. That's why. That's why. <laughs> he's like, he's walking like he's got his hands out like he's Frankenstein. He's a zombie. <laughs> He's a walker. Uh, oh okay, so so Ted goes back to the to the board, and yeah, we once again see the point of view in the sensory deprivator five thousand. And there's oh, oh, hi, oh, oh, he's checking out that waitress again, and he's like, "Hello, it's me again." Yeah, you forgot. You got the. I didn't recognize you. You forgot the dipping sauce. <laughs> oh, that's a giant dipping that's sauce. That's a big tub of dipping sauce. <laughs> wait, wait, did he try to give the a fish bump? Yes. Oh, he, and he's back. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> he's, he's missing the fist bump because he's in the... <laughs> okay, so it's four o'clock. They've all done the impossible. But in older Ted's words, this is when everything starts to go wrong. Uh-oh. 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 And let's end the day on a happy note. There's a new rival at the Bronx Zoo. Trish Sanchez has the story. Trish Sanchez is about to say something. But meanwhile, at the kindergarten class, uh, Marshall and Lloyd are about to leave. But uh, a janitor has a radio. Uh-oh. And then Barney's still trying to run around and then goes to the newsstand. He's like, oh, oh, and someone at the bar took the cue ball and it's just up. And then meanwhile, oh, no, Trish Sanchez is in honor of yesterday's big win. (gasps) And then the radio's on cranking up the Super Bowl. There is no more bitter than defeat than one to lose. Barney finds the paper. And then meanwhile at the bar, hey, buddy, look out. The zoo decided to name the baby panda after Super Bowl champions. Robin, no, no. And Barney's tearing the newspaper like, no. And then, oh, Ted trips. On a cue ball, no less. The cue ball. And then, wait. Yes! (laughs) Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> the tipping sauce didn't go on him. 
He managed to procure the dipping sauce. That's so great. Let's get one thing straight here. The baby panda at the zoo was named after the Super Bowl champions. Right. So you're telling me, now this is 2007. Uh Right. That they named a panda at the zoo Indianapolis Colts or Colt. It makes sense if you named the baby panda Colt, I guess. Well, it makes a lot more sense than naming the panda after the other team in the Super Bowl that year. You're going to call a panda bear because there's the bears. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I guess not. But hey, at least Ted is happy he saved his dipping sauce. Yay! Yay! So, okay, they're going back. And they're all pretending, okay, yeah, we totally didn't find out. It looks like they didn't. But Barney, apparently not in on the bit. Yeah, they're all pretending they didn't know who won. Barney's like, ah, feel free to start without me. And Barney's screaming, ah! Stupid, stupid, stupid. You screwed up, Barney. You screwed everything up. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Okay, let's watch the game. Now, I got a question, guys. Why in God's name would Barney bet all his money on Rex Grossman and the Chicago Bears? I'm just thinking to myself, they don't know what Barney knows. And that is that Robin would pay him, well, a lot? I guess. Well, you got to remember Chicago, the Bears... They were known for their defense. Rex Grossman, no. Uh, It's sort of like the 49ers this year. Defense is great. Not great people, mind you. Hey, Nick Bosa. But great players. And they have no offense because Jimmy G has done nothing so far this year. Well, Devo Samuel is basically their offense. More or less. But again, if you look at the passing yards I'm talking about. Devo Samuel and George Kittle is basically the brunt of their offensive attack. All right. So they're all like, you ruined the game because we all know who you bet it on, Borny. Thanks, Borny. So, okay. There's no point in watching the game, I guess. Yeah. Mm. But you know what? What? Commercials aren't ruined. Oh, that is true. And the wings are still good. And the beer's still good. Beer's very good. No, what the hell? Let's watch Barty lose some money. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all telling everybody the crazy stories that happened to them during the day. And Barney's like, oh, I met Emmett Smith. And Ted's telling about the sensory deprivator 5,000. And Willie's like, okay, whatever. Barty, tell the story about how you met Emmett Smith. And as older Ted says in the narration, the funny part was as unforgettable as the Super Bowl was that year. 23 years later, he still doesn't remember who won. He doesn't remember who even played. But what he remembers is that they drank beer, ate wings, and watched the Super Bowl together. And guess what, guys? Sometimes, even if you know how something's going to end, that doesn't mean you can't enjoy the ride. And also, guess what? They raised a glass to good old Mike. I mean, Matt. I mean, Mark. Guys, why did I do that? Oh, well. And apparently, not only did Barney lose the bet, he also lost every prop. 
Penalty yardage, replay challenges, coin toss. What are the odds of losing the coin toss? Uh, 50-50, give or take. Interceptions, field goals, total sacks. Whether or not there'd be a safety. And then Ted's like, screw this. I'm just going to put on the sensory deprivator 5,000. And that's your episode. Yep. But hey, you know what? It's sad that it wasn't 2012 if Bordy betted on whether a safety would be the first score of the game because he would have made 50 Gs. Because remember, I don't know if you know this, in 2012, somebody bet $1,000 that the Giants would get the first score of Super Bowl 46 on a safety. Brady, a lot of time before he gets hit deep downfield, and the pass is incomplete, and that's Justin Tuck who got there late and knocks him down. And now they're going to throw a flag because there's nobody conceivably for intentional grounding, even though the pass is going 40 yards downfield. That penalty results yep. in safety. Yep. Whoa. He's in the end zone. Wild. Nobody in the middle of the field, so intentional grounding can be called even when the play is deep downfield. A safety. How about that? Right. And that person made 50 G's. Now think about that. 50 grand on the first score of the game being a safety, and you bet a grand. That's a lot of money. That is indeed a lot of money. It's a nice return on his investment. Yeah. Think of it is in season two of How I Met Your Mother, there are still a lot of things that we would not yet know about Barney, like how he was being paid a metric bleep ton of money from A, Robin, B, Goliath National Bank, and C, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Thank you, Yaya. The U.S. government. Oh, and he ends up meeting Bob Barker that season. But that's another story. Oh, and by the way, since you mentioned Goliath National Bank, I'm going to play this. You know, Lil, when times are tough, I like to remember the uplifting words of my favorite song. We'll be on your side when you need a friend. Through thick and thin, you can always depend on the world leaders in credit and banking. Goliath National Bank. Member FDIC. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't disagree. They are the world leaders in credit and banking. And they are member FDIC. Member FDIC. But hey, Chico, this would not be the only How I Met Your Mother thing related in that Super Bowl. Yep. Because uh, earlier that week, in fact, the night before this episode aired, the actual game played. And during the game, there was an actual commercial with a crowd and Barney holding up a sign saying, Hey, ladies, CBS, call Barney Stinson. And that was an actual number, an actual 877 number that you would call and you'd get an actual message from Barney. We have that message. Yes, and we're going to play it right now. That LeBron is how you shoot a free throw. Hey, Barney Stinson speaking. A recording? No, this is really me. Anyway, glad you called because you sound really special. 
know each other. What are your hobbies? Oh my god, I like that too! Well, I'm really feeling a connection here. You know, I never do this, but what the heck. Let's meet up at McLaren's Bar at, oh, say, 3.45 a.m. on Monday, October 12, 2016. I can't wait to meet you. I love you. Yeah. In fact, that sounds Chico, like something Barney would do. Yeah. In fact, Chico, you didn't even know that that actually happened. I did know about the ad. I never called the number. I called the number, and it was you hilarious. You called the number. Yes. I think you got, like, a different date every time you called it. Yeah. So, but apparently that date was on October 12, 2016. So, oh, at 3.45 a.m. Hey. The How I Met Your Mother Super Bowl episode. What can we say about it, Chico? Had good wings, good beard, good times, good friends. The sensory deprivator 5000, as stupid as it looked, actually worked. But in an otherwise epic season for How I Met Your Mother, it was a thing on TV. It was a glorious thing on TV. It was a beautiful thing on TV. That's right. And you know what? At least Ted saved that dipping sauce. Could have been a disaster. Yeah, but can you imagine? Hot wings without dipping sauce? That's like snap crackle without the pop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well. Oh, not even talking about all the stains that would happen on the shirt and the, the, the grease and butter and all that that's oh. in the sauce. Oh, it goes deeper than just we can't have wings without sauce. Oh, no. That's a catastrophe to clean up. But speaking of catastrophes, you know, we have at least 300 of these bad boys on our website. It was a thing on TV.com. Oh, yes. Yep. We're talking about episodes. We're talking about mini shows. We're talking about live watches. We're talking about uh, our mini series of Into the Spidey Movie Verse, which Greg and I did. And it's all there. And it was a thing on TV.com. And of course, all of the main episodes are wherever fine podcasts can be streamed and also on YouTube where don't forget you can like, you can't comment, but you can subscribe and you can hit the notification bell. So you can stay up to date on future installments like uh, one that actually aired after this episode of how I met your mother. Oh yeah. 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 It didn't last nine seasons, though. No, it didn't. It got through a whole nine episodes before it got really boring. Yeah, pretty much. I was on episode 10 before we started recording this stream, and I think I could pretty much say, yeah, that's pretty much true. And that is coming up next time right here on It Was A Thing On TV. For Mike, for Greg, I'm Chico. Thank you for listening. Please be kind to each other, and we will see you. Next time. Wow. Okay, keep those cameras safely rolling. And honey, better prepare something Italian. I'm bringing Mr. DeBona home. Good night. <laughs>